so this is a post that Mark Manson, remember I told you of the writer from This Little Art of Not Giving yeah. a Fuck? Yeah, we like saying that. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what he just posted on Instagram. And it says, imagine this, you're single forever. The end. <laughs> now imagine this, you have no friends forever. The end. Mm -hmm. Okay, so hear me out, he says, because I know this is controversial. Just think about it for a second. Which do you honestly think is worse? I believe that many of us misinterpret our need for strong friendships as a need for a romantic relationship. But you can be happy without a partner. You cannot be happy without friends. Being single forever may suck to think about, but it's not exactly the end of the world. You could still have a pretty bitching life anyway. Plenty of people do. Plenty of people choose to remain single for the majority of their lives and don't feel as though they're missing out on much. We've all been single before, and many of us in committed relationships will someday be single again. But friendless for the rest of your life? Well, let's just say that these are the things that suicides are made of. Prioritize your friendships. So today we're going to be talking about that. I love it. Right? Isn't it have great? A lot, of, a lot of things to say. We're back with episode 11. Hello, guys. We have an exciting episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to episode 11. Sex. Relationships. Careers. And just plain life. From the experience of two Latina actresses. Welcome to The Unfiltered. Hey, I am Vanessa Tomasino. And my name is Maria Bruson. And today we're talking about friendships and relationships. It's true that we do think that we must have partners in our life to be happy. And I think especially for women, since we're little girls, we're told that we're supposed to get married and find... Prince that, Charming. Yeah, Prince Charming, who's going to save us, but also our soulmate. Mm -hmm. God knows what that means, mm -hmm. but I've heard it all my life. Yeah, um, I think it's it's definitely a society thing, like pressure from from society, and and I I just I don't understand it mm -hmm. myself personally because. I'm not one that I'm not dependent. I don't I don't feel like I need a relationship. I've always been fine by myself. I've always been very comfortable with being single. Yeah. Um, but I do understand people that do have the FOMO from not yeah. finding that person. I think it's a lot of FOMO because especially with the, with the rise of social media, mm -hmm. how you know the TikToks of traveling the world with your with your soulmate and uh, your dream wedding with this Prince Charming. Like, I, I feel like we just want to be part of something as well and like kind of belong and you get like FOMO, yeah. I feel like. But what is it? But why is it that, that the idea comes from this one person and not friendships? Like I was never told as a kid, hey, honor your friendships. Hey, you know, work hard for your friendships. I was, I was really? told that. Yeah, my mom always, she always emphasized my friendships. And to this day, like my friendships are the most valuable things that I have. Mm -hmm. Like I take care of my friendships so much because um, I don't want to say that I come from 
a dysfunctional family, but I kind of do. <laughs> we all. I kind of do. Like I don't. I don't have the traditional structure in my family. Yes. So I've always seen my friends as the family that I choose. Mm-hmm. So I really, really try to take care of that um, as much as I can. And they're really, really, they're gold to me. So when I fall out of a friendship with someone, it's like a big deal because I've never stopped being friends, friends with my friends. You know, mm-hmm. 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 I, I do take care of that uh, like really, really carefully. And in in my relationships, it's really important for my partners to be comfortable with my friends as well. And my friends to accept my, my partner or my boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. Because my friends are really important. Their approval is important to me. It's not like the last, obviously the, the last word, but mm-hmm. it, it's really important to me. But the, okay, so you had a mom who told who taught you or at least told you that re- that friendships were important but aside from her were there any other i don't know maybe i don't want to call it pressure but was there any other um guidance on how to have friendships and hold friendships because i'm going to tell you right now i've had a lot of pressure to have partners from everybody, from television, from uh, family members, Mm -hmm. from my friends, even my friends, you know, but nobody has, and and as a kid, I remember that one of my, my toys was taking care of a baby. Oh yeah, that's another another problem in society. Yes, for women, for little Mm -hmm. girls, we we get babies as gifts that we have to change and they cry and you have to feed them. (laughs) Like I think about it now, it's like, I'm tired of taking care of my (laughs) real babies. You know, like, why did I do this when I was a kid? (laughs) You know, but we get these babies as gifts, right? Mm -hmm. I remember my first baby was called Michael. He had curly hair and he was blonde. Um, But the idea came from the baby was somebody's son. You know, like I was supposed to have a husband mm-hmm. for me to have this child, mm-hmm. right? So you dream about this and the songs that they play in the radio, it's all about your lover and stuff like that. Okay. So most of the influence that I can, that I got, that I have awareness of mm-hmm. is mainly focused to be a good woman for a good man or for a good partner. I was never told to be a good woman for my friendships. I mean, I've had pressure on both sides. My mom always, like, when I didn't have a boyfriend, she would be like, so this guy's, like, really cute. And, like, when are you going to have a boyfriend again? And I I was single for almost five years by decision, not because I wasn't getting any date invitations or anything. Like, I was really comfortable by myself. And I felt like no one, no man that that reached out was someone I was interested in. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's fair to say. Until mm-hmm. I found a person that I said, like, okay, I think I, I'm willing to give this person a chance. Mm-hmm. But I also had a lot of guidance with my friendships and my friends. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like, my friendships are, like, the most valuable thing that I have. Yeah. And I wasn't mm-hmm. never, I was never a doll girl. I what had one, doll? like, like ah, a baby. like having a doll. Like yeah. An actual, like, I had one Cabbage play. Patch Kid and I, I think it was, like, possessed. I didn't like it. I was more of a Barbie girl. Oh, okay. And I like to play, like, going shopping and yeah, I like Barbies too. I remember dressing mm-hmm. them up. Um, I, I remember playing or pretending to be working at a bank. That was like my <laughs> dream job. You know why? Because I loved, you know, signing documents and stamping things. Oh, like yeah. it was like a thing for me. And mm-hmm. it's funny because now I played a, a a banker once at a, oh, yeah. at a feature film. And 
the walk and talk for that scene was marvelous. I was on the computer and I was signing things and I was stamping and I was, it was amazing. Like I fulfilled my, my life. My banker, my banker, frustrated (laughs) (laughs) career path. Um, Friendships. Well, I was never taught to have friends. And now that I look back at it, my parents never had friends. That's very influential as well. Yeah. If your parents are not like a friend type of person, then that's it's very difficult. What, and what I mean by friends is my parents had friends, clearly, but they weren't part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my mom was so busy working and raising uh, me as a single mom because she was 19 when she got pregnant. And her career. And her, yeah, being, you know, being a doctor and then raising me uh, since she was 20. She had no time for friends. Uh, and she had to be careful with her friends too. You know, the same with her mm-hmm. partners. Like she had, to, I, I was a, I was a girl. It's different when you're step, you have a stepson, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I shouldn't even say it's different because it shouldn't be different, but the reality is that, um, in a country where there's a lot of sexual abuse, uh, particularly from step parents or even from parents to, to daughters, then my mom was extra careful to, to you know, to have me around people, right? Mm-hmm. And and choose partners for herself because she was a single mom. She was looking for somebody, obviously, and that was fine. And her female friendships, they were strong in the sense that she was always there for them, always. But they were never around, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they were never around. So That's I, interesting. I didn't see that. And then with my dad, he had so many friends. He was, but his friendships were so superficial. Because he was the party monster. Like he was, he would walk into a room and my dad would light up the room and everyone wanted to be his friend. And he would be the dance, the dancer, the joker, the, my dad is very charismatic. And so I grew up watching that. He never really loved anybody. I think he was just the center of attention. And so when I grew up friendships, um, I don't know, they were, they never seemed important having a partner seemed very important Mm -hmm. to me. And so that being said, I have amazing friendships now, but, but perhaps I don't, I don't know, perhaps I haven't taken good care of my friendships before, you know? I mean, maybe you didn't have the emotional intelligence or like the Mm -hmm. maturity or therapy. (laughs) Therapy. Um, Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I have amazing friends now. Uh, and then most of them are, are female, mm-hmm. uh, which is very important to me because there is this notion in our society that we can't be friends. Uh, they always say women are competitive. And and I say, well, that's bullshit. I mean, my closest friends are women. I have male friends too, sure. But my closest friends are women. Mm-hmm. But, but there, and it, it's not until recently that I realized that we don't need partners, but I'm 41. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you've been through that. No, I mean, for 40 years, I thought I needed a partner. Mm-hmm. Now I, I know I don't. I mean, that's why I'm saying like you've been through, through a lot of, you know, therapy. Um, <laughs> no. And like relationships and, and partners and any, everything. So, so I feel like you now see it from a different point of view, mm-hmm. but like me, I've always thought that we don't, I mean, we don't need someone like why would you want to be 
in a place in a relationship where you're not happy just because you need to be with someone no but you're but, but you're I making do. it sound like the person that you're with is, is a bad person no, no he's not no 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 i'm not i'm saying not right now i'm just saying that you're making it sound like why be with someone if he's a bad person but what but but the idea in theory is that our partner is perfect you know like not the, the a bad notion. person but like a lot of people settle because they feel like they're not uh, that happens a lot like women they say like the train's leaving well exactly and that's what mark is saying so like, that's what he says so that, like some people settle just because they feel like oh it's him or nothing or being single for the rest of my life no kids no marriage no nothing okay i'll settle yeah and that's what he's saying he's saying mm -hmm. that we have somehow misinterpreted that when we have our needs when we feel lonely for example the need is not to have a partner mm -hmm. but it's to have friendships okay but what what do you feel uh, how do you feel about men mm -hmm. and their capacity to be single because i feel like men what's well, a thing need, it's, it's a pressure they need a partner always wait wait, wait. you're saying that you think men need a partner I, no there there's this notion that that people say that men always need a partner they can't be alone because they're always trying to find someone more like younger or fertile to take care of them oh i see what you mean i mean I think there are two factors here that are, that mm -hmm. are at play, and I and I think our geographic location also dictates that. Let me put it this way: men in developed countries or in the global north, they're they know they're men; they don't need much, you know, and they can find casual relationships. Mm -hmm. So they could be single forever, right? Mm -hmm. They have good jobs. They have one night stands or some situationship, they're fine. They don't have to ever get married, have children. Mm -hmm. Many don't want to have children. And rightly so, the world is really expensive. I get it. And if you're emotionally not available, then why the hell are you going to have a kid, mm -hmm. right? Okay. I'm not saying I am emotionally, um, uh, you know, I haven't, I've reached that emotional zen to have kids. No, I didn't know that <laughs> when I had kids. I didn't know I was broken when I had kids. That's why I'm in therapy now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be a better mom. Uh, <laughs> okay, but uh, but in Latin America, especially El Salvador, because I don't want to lump Latin America because every country is so different culturally. So in La in El Salvador, in El Salvador, we don't have a culture of freedom in the sense that you're not free to choose to be single. You're not free to choose to not have kids, especially for women. But for men too, there's a pressure. Mm -hmm. There's pressure, you know. There's pressure to, especially if you come from a very conservative school, or mm -hmm. or hear me out. Mm -hmm. You come from a like a very like a wealthy family, and you need to like the, in like inherit yeah stuff. There exactly. Heirs. So there's social pressures and financial pressures that would would make a man say, "I have to mm -hmm. get married. I have to have kids." Mm -hmm. Another thing is that because we are not sexually open. A man cannot have one night stands here because most women won't put up with it. Mm -hmm. Women will say, you want to sleep with me? You have to marry me. No, I mean, date me at least, right? Here you have to go through the whole, still, you have to go through the whole process of going out on a date, going to a restaurant, mm -hmm. date, date three perhaps, you go to second base, you know what I mean? Like there's still this very antiquated uh, sexuality. Well, in North America, you can literally meet someone that same day and be like, you game? Sure. You game? Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And then never see that person again. Mm -hmm. 
completely unattached. That doesn't happen here. Okay. So what happens is you end up having a lot of men who, who want to get married because one, they need to have sex regularly. <laughs> and two, they want to have kids for inheritance nice. reasons and, and, and so that they can be taken care of. Because remember that they have, as men age, they don't age well. I'm sorry <laughs> to say that. I mean, okay, men listening to the podcast, don't hate on me. I'm just saying that you need to be taken care of. Unfortunately, that's the Not case. Not all of you um, grew up to be silver foxes, unfortunately. Yes, a lot of, the th and the thing is, there's a fear for them to go to, to the doctor. I don't understand this fear. <laughs> Listen, I go to the doctor even when I have nothing to do. I'm like, <laughs> what do I want to do today? Let's go to the doctor just to see what's happening. You know, let's <laughs> check it out. I have, I get blood tests regularly just for fun. You know, I just <laughs> go to the lab and I'm like, can you check? <laughs> My my cell count. That's how they at the at Analisa Lab. And they love me. They love me at the Diagnostico Lab in Santa Elena. That's where I hang out. You know, they're like, oh, there she comes again. What do you need now? <laughs> and they always say, do you have a like a prescription? Like, did somebody send you here? Like, oh no, 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 no. I'm here I'm just by myself. I she just did like a, like a like a lab test roulette and just like <laughs> land your finger somewhere and then like, oh, I'm gonna get this test today. <laughs> That's me. I love going to the doctor. It's like, this is a fun fact about me. I love going to the dentist. It's my favorite thing in the world. I don't I'm, mind the dentist. I, I actually like feeling my teeth like in my mouth. Like, yes. Really, really clean. Oh, I love that too. And I love the sound of the drill. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I'm so weird, but I love it. And so anyway, so I go to the doctor all the time. But I noticed that my partners, you know, especially my husband, I'd be like, could you go to the doctor? He's like, no, no, it's going to be fine. I'm like, your arm is almost falling, honey. You have to go. <laughs> and he'd be like, that's okay. I'll just put some scotch tape, you know, and it'll yeah. be okay. It'll heal by itself. Okay, Wolverine. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> I still think you need help, you know. And But I find that they just don't want to get checked up. And so what happens is after you, you, you know, when you get to 50, it's that age where suddenly you're like, oh, oh, I feel like something's breaking. I'm like, yes, probably all those years that you didn't go to the doctor to get mm -hmm. your checkups. You know, so by then it's the women who start, you know, taking care of them. And it's like you have to eat this special diet, you know, like with my dad now that he's older, he's 60. How old is my dad? If he had me when he was 26. So he's 61. He's turning 62. He just turned 62. And with him, he can't eat so many things like no salt, no pepper, no tomato, no, no spicy. No, his diet is so strict, strict because in, in his youth, he just ate everything and drank everything. And so now he's paying for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's my stepmom who is the one taking care of him. Like every time we go to a restaurant, you know, it's like, make sure there's no pepper. There's no blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it's, oh, my God. My dad would die if he didn't have her like he would literally die mm -hmm. sometimes she even dresses him you know like that that's very latino it's very salvadoran mm -hmm. you know tying his shoes yeah. and stuff like that and and packing for him exactly making his breakfast and lunch and stuff like that right so it's so culturally at least in this country men do need women and i'm talking about my dad who was a player in his youth mm -hmm. like he had like a thousand girlfriends and he still ended up getting married, legitimately married to somebody that he loved and who took care of him, you know? And so, so I do think there's a need. However, that being said, I know friends of mine in Canada who are older than my dad and 
who don't have partners and they don't need one. Like they have so many friends and they're so happy and they don't actually are actively looking for somebody. Do you think it's also because like women, most women um, have more of a nurturing nature than men? It's maybe makes men want to have a partner all the time. I don't know. Maybe no. it could be. I mean, there's some studies that show that women benefit from divorce. So that says a lot because it means that, I mean, from the study said that women felt relieved mm -hmm. because they were taking care of the men and the children. And then when you get divorced, you're free again. So a lot of women who were getting divorced at the age of 50, 60, they were like, yeah, finally free. And they were moving in with their friends mm -hmm. to live together their old age. Right. With men, men who get divorced at that age, they suffer. And then they're actively looking for their next partner, whether it be yeah. that they get divorced or they, that she dies, mm -hmm. because that's all, another possibility. Men build their lives again with another woman, mm -hmm. because once again, once they enter old age, then somebody has to take care of them. Mm -hmm. I look at my aunt. My uncle is what? He's like 70 something already. And he was he's like four years, I think, older than my aunt who takes care of him is, is her. She's the one doing everything for him, everything. And she looks at me sometimes and she's like, I'm tired. She goes, but this is what I married, you know, but this is something that she realizes in old age, 40 years ago, when he was this strong, handsome man mm -hmm. who didn't need her, he wasn't even around. He wasn't even around. He would get his car and he would travel and he'd be like, you stay with the kids. Bye. Mm -hmm. But now that he's an older man and needs help to even go to the bathroom, then she's there. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't help but think about my grandpa, grandparents situation. Like my, my grand, my grandfather uh, was really sick. Mm -hmm. Like when he was like mid thirties mm -hmm. and he had a lot of surgeries and it was, they were like really delicate surgery, brain surgery. So every wow. surgery, like they touched a different part of his brain. So mm -hmm. in the recovery, it was like he had to learn how to do something new every single time. Like this, wow. like for one surgery, they touched this part of the brain. So he had to learn how to walk again. Yeah. And my, my grandmother, she took care of him like throughout all, mm -hmm. all these years. And then she got cancer. And then mm -hmm. um, my grandfather was supposed to take care of her, but he was also really sick. Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. my grandma end, ended up passing away, and my grandfather was still sick. Um, he lived for a couple more years, but then he ended up passing away. Yeah. Like, it, it's crazy. Yes, because it's really hard for men to be alone after. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm not saying that that's... Once again, this is not a criticism towards men. I'm just saying that society has it's somehow made It's just interesting this. to mm -hmm. see, like these patterns and like these coincidences and in it's a, it's our, our own making culture. like we mm -hmm. have made this even i look at my kids i have two boys the way that like my family treats them is very different from the way that they treat the girls in my family mm -hmm. you know with my little boys they're even feeding them in the mouth like they're like here you go airplane blah blah yeah. blah and with the girls are it's like eat what's wrong with you eat get it together mm -hmm. you know it's very harsh the way we talk to little girls and also like the compliments i've mm -hmm. i've always seen uh this in social media and like other people how how they say it and then i thought about it and i sat for a minute and i'm like 
that's crazy mm -hmm. how we tell girls like how you're so beautiful you're so pretty and then to boys we're like you're so strong you're mm -hmm. so you're good you're a good boy you know it's 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 i think a lot of what we're talking about today has to do with the way we teach our children how we 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 grow up mm -hmm. and what our parents like how they they from the from the moment they they give us gifts and how they talk to us and how they compliment us yeah because when you know that when they're first born like when they're babies they all look the same mm -hmm. and when the boys are really cute you know what people say oh she's the a beautiful girl. girl because my my boys were really handsome when they were babies they are they are oh. Yes, they are. Um, they were very handsome when they were babies. And so people would come up and be like, oh, she's a beautiful girl. And I'd be like, he's a beautiful boy. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a he. You know, for them, it was a shock that he was so cute. Uh, they don't associate masculinity with being cute. Mm -hmm. They associate uh, femininity with being cute. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an issue. And I just want to clarify something real fast because we know that when people listen to podcasts, they get angry real fast um, because they're literally waiting for us to say something bad, to jump up and be like, you girls are horrible, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So let me just clarify this. I'm not saying that it's bad to take care of somebody that you love, whether it be your friend or your lover, it doesn't matter. We're not saying it's, it's a bad thing that women take care of men, for example. What we're saying is the need to have a woman as a caretaker so that you plan to have her to take care of you in old age. Mm -hmm. So you're not really there because you love her. You're there because you start making a, a life plan, mm -hmm. you know, you know, where you're like, okay, she's going to take care of me, you know? Um, so that's that it's just putting it into perspective, right? It's, I would love to take care of, I take care of people that I don't even like. <laughs> I like everybody, but I'm just saying that I take care of people in general. <laughs> I take care of everybody. You know, I'm not saying it's, it's a bad thing to take care of people. All I'm saying is that we shouldn't get into relationships if we don't want to, you know, because there is no need in this life that tells us that we have to be in a relationship. If you find somebody that is wonderful, that you fall in love with, and somehow miraculously that person loves you back, wow, because it's a big deal. When, that is a very important When two people point. like each other, okay? If you find that, mm -hmm. good for you. Like, yes, that's awesome, you know? Keep it up. That being said, also don't lose your friends because that's the other don't problem. People, friends. the moment, it's almost like you win a, an award, right? It's like, oh, I won this award of having a partner. I don't need you guys anymore, mm -hmm. right? So don't be blind by your love, you know, because when this other dude dies <laughs> or anything happens to him. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. I mean, not that they die on us, but I'm just up. saying in, in general, like the moment he walks away, the people who pick up the pieces are your friends. Okay. Always. 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 Um, and as friends, mm -hmm. you shouldn't shit talk the ex-boyfriend because sometimes they do get back together and uh, then you look yes. bad. So I just, you know, I am very respectful of my friendships. I don't. Okay, I'm going to say it. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. You know, like, I, I will be there for you when you need me, but I won't 
say anything. Like I've I've kept my peace on many things. You know, when I see my friends dating douchebags, I'm like, sure. <laughs> They're like, do you approve? Yeah. If you approve, sure. I will never go up to somebody and be like, he's a douchebag. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, yeah, girl, do it. And then when she comes crying, oh my God, he was a douchebag. I'm like, it's okay. I'm here. That's the kind of friend I am. And I do, I do, um, I do take care of my friendships, even though I'm not the kind of person to be always calling or doing things. Like my cousin, for example, she's amazing at friendships. She organizes parties for them and dinners and gives them gifts all the time. And she even yeah, makes- no, that's not me. No, that's not me either. She even makes t-shirts that says we're best friends forever, things like that. And like, you know, good for her. She has that, I love her. So good for her. I mean, I admire that. I'm the kind of person that I will not phone you for a while. I may occasionally also forget your birthday. Mm-hmm. But the moment you call me and you say, Vanessa, I have an issue or I have a problem, help, I'm there. And I will drop everything to help that person. So that's just kind of this is the kind of friend I am. You know, and I don't, some, some people may not like it because they feel like I'm not there all the time for them. But they know that when it comes to emergencies, I'm always there. Yeah, I'm, I don't really talk with my, with most of my friends, like every day, I might, it may not talk to them for like months, but every time we see each other or like we talk each talk to each other again, it's like no time has passed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the same friendship. It's the same energy and they, they know I'm going to be there and, and I know they're going to be there for me. So, but I do, I do have to say though, that now that I've been in the sessions with the therapist, um, when I do mention a mention anything like, oh, you know, I say the word alone, mm-hmm. she will say, evaluate what, what you're trying to say, because are you actually alone? No, you feel lonely. Exactly. No, but even that, she was like, you, you have associated, for example, an intimate connection with somebody mm-hmm. with being alone. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, do you have strong friendships? I'm like, yes. Do you talk to them? <laughs> yes. I'm always surrounded. Well, you know that. I'm yeah, always surrounded you're by always a million people. people. Yeah. I'm never alone. You know, I'm always, even I have kids, I'm always with them. Like, I'm never alone. <clears throat> and so she's like, she asked me to take that word out of my vocabulary because it's nice. not true. <laughs> but she did mention the fact that I do have to start associating intimacy with friendships and not with partners. Mm-hmm. And so, and I thought that was really cool. So that's why when I read Mark's, Mark, like he's Mark's my friend. Post. <laughs> it's like, we know Mark. No, Mark, Mark doesn't know us. And if you're listening to us, that would be great. Um, hi, fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but that's, that's why when I read Mark's post about friendships, it really hit me. I'm like, you're right. I would hate to live this my life without friends. without friends. I could not even go a day without friends. Mm-hmm. But I can go many years single. Me too. I love being alone. I, and I know I'm not lonely. I, I, I am yeah. alone most of my time, but I know I'm not lonely. I have friends. I have family. I have my partner. And So if you're mm-hmm. listening to us, it's time to start changing that chip in our brain that tells us. Change your narrative. Yeah, that tells us that you must find your soulmate, whatever that means. 
you don't which is very subjective oh my god and it's so, that's so much pressure like, <laughs> like what is a soulmate it's a fine soulmate you know but instead focus more on surrounding yourself with people who like you and you love that you support like your tribe and accept you for who you are exactly with all the flaws and everything mm -hmm. and if you want to be part of our tribe the beyond filter team mm -hmm. is here we are very welcome we'll take you in we'll take you in <laughs> the more the merrier <laughs> um i recently got a message from from somebody who listens to us and she says that she really enjoys the podcast and she feels that we we are able to say a lot of things that she as a Salvadoran woman can't say Aww. so that she feels Thank identified you. and I loved it and and she messaged me on IG and she says I hope you don't feel this is really this is weird and I also would like to meet you in person like you know if, mm. if it's not too weird I'm like why would it be weird we are humans connecting at a different level you know the fact that there are so many other people that are mean or selfish and it comes from their insecurities but for us we've been very open mm -hmm about uh, our issues and who we are on this podcast so if you feel like writing to us and saying that you want to get to know us or be our friends or yes yes to all the above yes yes <laughs> if you want to hit uh, maria her socials are mf bruson both instagram and tiktok and for me i am vanessa tomasino with one n one s and you can message me on ig and tiktok Thanks for listening to us, episode 11. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.